When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are always brought to you by Isuzu, and thanks to Isuzu Ute, you can live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Here are four thoughts to four-wheel drive you to work today on the first weekend of AFL finals. Point one, it will surprise no one that the major talking point out of the Thursday night Collingwood-Melbourne clash is Magpies defender Braden Maynard being sent straight to the AFL tribunal for the attempted smother that turned into a bump on Angus Brayshaw that left Brayshaw unconscious on the ground at the MCG. The case is a genuine line ball call for the tribunal. Maynard was clearly attempting to smother when he left the ground with Brayshaw coming at speed in the opposite direction. But Maynard also clearly tucked himself into a bump position and clipped Brayshaw in the head, knocking him unconscious. Could he have tried to extend his arms to buffer and cushion the contact? I guess that is the question the tribunal has to ask itself. The tribunal's body of work says it will lack the will to rub the Collingwood defender out of the rest of the finals. And getting rubbed out of the rest of the finals is the only outcome they can reach if he is found guilty. But I'd make this point on Maynard's body of work. Maynard's body of work also says he overtly seeks contact in games of footy. And if the consequences of that contact take a player out of two games, which is effectively the consequence for Brayshaw, who was eliminated early on Thursday night and will miss Melbourne's final against Carlton on Friday in the concussion protocols, then sooner or later the tribunal has to ensure that Maynard suffers a consequence for the way he plays the game as well. Now, I don't think Maynard started with any intent to hurt Brayshaw, but if you want a car analogy about Maynard, Maynard plays at 120 kilometres an hour in what is now a 110 kilometre an hour zone in AFL footy. There is duty of care to the players around you, and Maynard plays like a human cannonball. As I mentioned, it's a massive call, and I suspect I know which way it's going to go, but I think Melbourne have every right to feel aggrieved about what happened on Thursday night. Point two, of the players who left Fremantle at the end of 2022, Blake Akers might have made smaller headlines than Griffin Logue and Rory Lobb, but he has turned out to be the one who is the genuine list management error. Akers was superb for Carlton in their win against Sydney on Friday night. He made two goal-saving lunging touches near the line. He executed a brilliant and desperate kick and chase in the 10th final term, and he got forward to kick the goal that iced the game for the Blues. Griffin Logue left for more money. Rory Lobb had tried to leave 12 months earlier anyway and was always going to find a way out. Others who left, Darcy Tucker and Lloyd Meek, left for opportunity, and so they should have, and they've been marginal clubs or marginal players at their new clubs. 
But Fremantle's concern about leaving cap space available to bring Luke Jackson in and still have money to re-sign guns like Andy Brayshaw, Caleb Sarong and Hayden Young cost them acres who would have stayed for the type of contract that Fremantle offered Nat Fife this year. And, of course, Fife has been signed for the next two years. Fife is going to have to play as well next year as Acres has played at Carlton this year to reduce the damage from the decision. The feeling at Fremantle was that the role that Acres played, the wing role, was teachable and he could be replaced. But the bloke that they replaced him with, Liam Henry, has also asked to leave and they'll probably be turning to a youngster like Ethan Stanley to play the role next season. Point three... GWS are the Smokies in this season's final series. They handled St Kilda comfortably on Saturday at the MCG. They have now won 11 of their last 14 games. That's as good a form as anyone in this final series. And the run includes wins over Geelong, the Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, Carlton, and now the Saints. All good teams. GWS are a young club that may not have a big following, but they have built a culture of relative success already. They've played in six final series. And while the Giants will have to go on the road every week while they stay in the race this September, this is the AFL's genuine anyone, anywhere, anytime club. They have now won games at 11 venues this season. And this is a team that even though they played in a grand final in 2019, now has a stronger method than at any time in the club's short history under their new coach, Adam Kingsley. It is why Kingsley is the AFL's coach of the year in 2023. He has taken a team that finished 16th last year and was 3-7 after round 10 while he betted his playing style down and he has them flying now. Josh Kelly was superb on Saturday. So was Tom Green. So was Lockie Whitfield. Kingsley has a number of senior players in career best form. On the flip side, it was a solid season for Ross Lyons Saints, and the following is an observation, not a criticism. Brett Ratton was sacked for missing the eight last year after 11 wins from 22 matches because the club's board felt their list was better than that. Lyon has been lauded, with some justification, this year for 13 wins from 24 matches. Sometimes the narrative around the event is more important than the event itself. And point four, the Brisbane Lions' powerful performance over Port Adelaide at the Gabba reinforces the view that this is Chris Fagan's best chance of a flag during his time at the helm of the Lions. This is the best team he has had at his disposal. He has all the guns from previous finals campaign. He has depth that forced veterans Daniel Rich and Jack Gunston out of his best team. They have added run and bounce off halfback through the addition of Connor McKenna and the emergence of Kitty Coleman. He's added depth and size to his midfield through Josh Dunkley, and he has powerful performers ahead of the ball with Joe Danaher and Cam Rayner, both delivering performances that had to be close to their best performances in finals against Port at the weekend. Incidentally, we said this last week and we can say it again. Why was this the last game of week one of finals? This was a top four clash. Surely these two teams had the right to expect a longer break for the loser. 
Port Adelaide had to travel further than any other team this weekend. They had to stay in Brisbane overnight and do their recovery there Sunday morning, which means they will be at a recovery disadvantage to GWS when they play them in Adelaide this weekend. How can the AFL be 37 years old and still not be able to get its head around this stuff? The higher-ranked teams should get any advantage there is to be had. What do you think? You can give us your thoughts on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or you can call us on the open line on 13 12 55.